All right, welcome to Look On My Records, another fun, awesome episode that we're embarking on, a journey, an episode journey, here with John Cause. Hello. I like to call you, you're Mr. New Jersey, man. Yeah. You're like a regular Springsteen type of, type of guy. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> you're very into New Jersey. I love it, though. I love New Jersey. I you love New Jersey too. Yeah, it's like a love hate thing. Uh, I just I like hated it for so long, and then like everybody was always saying that I was I was so New Jersey, just like I guess naturally that one day I was like, "Fuck it, let me just embrace it." I'm glad you embraced it. So, tell me about your musical self. Tell me about how you got started. You're from Nutley, New Jersey, originally. You're based in the North Jersey area. I've been familiar with your music for the like last year or two. You put out an EP last year, possibly releasing new music in the future. But where did all? How did it all start with you and playing music solo? Did you play in bands before uh, this? Well, like as a kid, I you know just like classic guitar lessons, like any other kid who took guitar lessons, like learned like all the all the standards, you know, whatever the classic rock stuff, and then was like, this is beat. So I stopped yeah. playing music around the time. Like, I was, like, skateboarding a lot and playing music around the same time. And then I was like, I got to pick one. So I skateboarded most of, like, from, like, 12 to, I mean, I still skateboard. But, like, focusing on skateboarding from, like, 12 to, like, 19, 20. And then was like, oh, man, I'm getting older. I can't really, <laughs> like, I got hit by a car when I was younger. So now my leg's starting to, like, feel weird. So it's like, I got to find another, like, where place to put my energy so yeah. i started like pick, i like had an acoustic guitar that i was like picking up every once in a while and like you know as a kid i knew the meat locker was a thing but like was like a it's like someplace i didn't go to ever and like everybody else always i feel like talks about that being like their childhood but music was just something that was like in me like very like isolated like in my room for a while i didn't even really know anyone else who played in bands and then I just like there's I was going to drink at that bar in Newark Hell's Kitchen a lot and yeah. the, the guy Randy Hayes does like this like residency thing there once a month and one night I was really drunk and like asked him if I could play music there and then that was like the first like string of shows I got was through there and then I just like, it snowballs. When was that? That was uh 2016 no 2015. Cool. Yeah, so it's like Still feels kind of new, which is cool. So you were a skater, but you kind of kept the two separate because a lot of times I think of skate culture. I think music is a big part of skate culture. Yeah. Were you into like skate punk bands when you were skating and stuff? Well, I um, I actually just found out like skate punk was a genre the other <laughs> week because we were talking about like so I read some article about music and skate videos. And, like, it just costs crazy amounts of money for, for these, like, small ba ba small brands to put in music. So they, like, tend to find these indie bands, and they kind of, like, brought up this whole, like, culture of music that, like, is through skate videos. Like, uh, you know, Dinosaur Jr. was always a big band yeah. in skateboarding. Uh, I feel like there was a time where, like, Animal Collective was really big in skateboarding. So, like, I feel like a lot of, like, indie bands came up through skateboarding. And, like, so, like, the two were always together, but, like, 
I could never focus on both at once. Interesting. So tell me about your first record, Salt, Pepper, Ketchup, which you put out last year, 2017. Um, When those songs come together, you said, so it seems like you're playing music around, started around taking it seriously 2015-ish. Yeah, there, there, well, there were like two things I did before that, but that was like the first thing I did with Max. Yeah. Kind of. Um, those were all songs I had recorded in my house, and then Max like just made them sound a little better. Like that was the first time I was kind of like I want to like do everything all on my own and like play full band. And I didn't really know how, I don't know how to play the drums, but I was like trying to play the drums on that, and it was like really weird part of my life. But that was like the kind of that was like the defining moment where I was like, all right, I'm just going to like focus on music and do this. And, uh, there's that comic. I don't know. Have you seen the comic book that accompanies that? No. Oh, uh, so tell the, me about it. Um, so like I had this idea for like 10 years, probably now I always wanted to make a comic book that, uh, tells the legend of Taylor ham and why Taylor ham's <laughs> only exclusive to New Jersey. Um, so it's like, yeah, the, basically the story is just that Taylor Ham is, is actually the skin of people from New Jersey because all the water in New Jersey comes from the Passaic River. And uh, it's so polluted that it makes our skin so salty. And deep within Sybil's Cave in Hoboken, there's uh, the Frank Sinatra Taylor Ham. And whoever eats it embodies the spirit of him. And these two kids go to the the cave to find it to find that bruce springsteen is the guardian of the taylor <laughs> ham and bon jovi goes there and or like they lead they have bon jovi follow him they don't know and then bon jovi and bruce springsteen fight to the death and then bruce springsteen eats wins, the frank sinatra yeah. taylor ham yeah oh but, wow yeah so that's that, a really great story yeah <laughs> i like it a lot yeah i want to um I like made like some little claymation thing the other day, and now I'm yeah, all, yeah, like, I saw that. I'm all like, maybe it's. I'm time. gonna do so much stuff with like claymation. I'm gonna learn this and this, but like I wanna like re, rebunk that into like a claymation video if I get good at it. That's really awesome. This, the whole story reminds me of like Weird NJ and stuff yeah. like that. You you, very inspired by New Jersey. What what do you think makes the state so special and interesting? And I'm probably going to agree with everything you said. I mean, cause... It, I feel like it's got just, like, this vibe that a lot of places don't have. Like, it's very... Like, there's things that are very specific to New Jersey. And uh, my my one friend has a good term for it. He calls it New Jersey Gothic. Like, <laughs> like and I, I like that term a lot. Like, a an American Gothic kind of idea. But, like, New Jersey just has, like, this aesthetic to it and like the way people talk and act and like you know nobody has any time to freaking wait for anything nobody like i don't know there's just all these weird things about it like the food these crazy places like ruts hut or white mana you know like love ruts hut yeah i yeah <laughs> i go there so much so you, you also put out an EP last year, Hags. Did you also work with Max on that, Max Rouch? Yeah, that was we recorded that. Um, from we he recorded that from start to finish. That was me and him like worked on that together with uh, my friends Richie and Kevin, aka the Squirts. Um, and then there's a a movie that accompanies that EP. Damn. Yeah, there's that's 
that's like a whole big part of things for me. It's like I don't like like I don't know, music's just kind of boring, I feel like sometimes. <laughs> so like I want to like do uh, like I like to make it like more three-dimensional. Like, that's really interesting. So when you're thinking about making it three-dimensional, what what kind of comes to mind, especially with um, the movie that accompanied Hags? What was it about? Because I didn't know this. I just know <laughs> the music. But well, now I'm really interested in seeing the other pieces. Um, The thing with Hags was kind of just like, I, want, I knew, I was like, all right, it's, it's four songs. Like, I can make four music videos. And I was like, well, if it's four music videos, they should all be, like, part of this cohesive story. And I was like, I'll just make, like, this little movie thing just to make it, like, over-the-top extra, like, kind of, like, somewhere between... Like, I, the way I was describing it while I was doing it was, like, somewhere between the Blair's Witch Project and, like, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, <laughs> just so I could, like, cover bases and be like... It, like, it's gonna suck, but it's gonna... Like, I want it to, like, kind of be funny, and, like, it was fun to do... It was really fun to do that because it was just, like, in between work, I would, like, get my coworkers to, like film scenes for me and like there was filming i would like film in the sh in the coffee shop and stuff but i don't know i i never like i didn't start that thinking like i'm gonna write four songs then write like a movie to accompany it it was just like it just kind of happened naturally and this is the first release that i'm the, the, my upcoming release is like the first thing that i might just be like okay let's just like let it be music <laughs> You could always change your mind, though. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, what's it like working with Max? He seemed to have a really strong relationship with Max Rauch as a producer. He works with a lot of people in New the New Jersey music scene. Yeah. Uh, what's 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 so great? <laughs> well, he's he, great. He is you great. You went to high school me. with him, did he? I know, but uh, he didn't produce anything for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, he's just I we like we instantly got along really well i think we we met at this show that we both played and um he was like yeah you were like this weird kid but you were like throwing lobster tails at people so i thought <laughs> it was really funny and then i made a music video and he randomly messaged me on facebook about like working with him and i was super excited because that was like the first time anyone had approached me like in a sense like that and we just kind of like clicked right away it was like we have, like, a very similar sense of humor about things. Like, I feel like he likes all the things I like. Like, and, uh, But, yeah, working with him's great. I mean, so many people have done stuff with him. I feel like there was a point in time where, like, everybody in North yeah. Jersey was, like, doing stuff with Max. And that was, re like, really cool time for music up here. Uh but there's a reason for that, you know, like he's, he's good he, at what he does. He's does. good at what he does and he makes people feel comfortable when he's recording them. It makes it fun. I remember <laughs> the last time I was doing, well, the only other time I've done like a podcast, we were talking about this, but like, uh, he just gets really into it. Like, uh, smock. I remember Jesse from smock was telling me when they were recording their, their uh, single with him, they were all like really hungover, and Max was like super into the song, and he was like <laughs> dancing around, and he was just like too high energy for them to like handle it in their like drunken state. So like that, yeah, that's that's the kind of person Max Roush is. Yeah, you know? he gets into his work. That's good. That's yeah. really good. How do you feel about Smock moving to Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> to change the subject. 
Um, that's funny. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> expect to talk about them. Again. <laughs> no. Uh, no, they're. That's they're good. great. They're, they're a great I band. Th- yeah, I mean, I always fuck with them. I like love fucking with them. Like sometimes I'm like, damn, like I went too far. I think they actually <laughs> hate me. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they hate me. That's <laughs> cool. I was, I was with Jesse the other night. Um, yeah, they're killing it. They're, they're a great they're band. Doing the balcony. They did the balcony TV thing the other day. That oh was really wow. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Smock, congrats on the balcony TV thing. But tell me, what's in store for John Cos in 2019? Uh, New music, you were saying? 2019. That's next uh, year. That's a couple weeks couple away. A couple weeks away. Uh, I keep joking around saying it's the year I'm going to the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm putting out uh, like the first full length I recorded with max from start to finish so it all sounds good yeah <laughs> so i'm excited to like make uh, like put out like a full-length album like that but uh i don't know it's just trying to figure out what i want to do in terms of that like if i want to like go around touring with it or if i want to like what i really want to like how i want to put that out like i'm thinking about doing a release show that's not really a show that I, I, I stole this idea from Max. So I think he needs to get credit for it. But I want to do like a kind of more like a party thing because I feel like that would just be way more fun to like have people come to some space where there's like I want to have like a hot dog eating contest and like <laughs> karaoke instead of like bands play and maybe like maybe like hire like a backing or like not a backing band, but like a cover band just to do. Yeah. Like, 90s cover songs or something some like american pie soundtrack thing just so like everyone could get drunk and have fun yeah that sounds like a lot of fun and then like have like a booth like i want to set up a booth that looks like a diner and like there's just like pay what you can for cds that's like my idea right now for what i want to do with this album release cool and before we play some of your songs i definitely want to ask you about this awesome music video you made and released about a couple months ago you shot it in Atlantic City. Yeah. Tell me a little bit of what was the inspiration behind that and how you executed it. So that video was made by like it was me and, and the my... song Salt Pepper Ketchup, right? No, I'm that's not... not that's on the the release that's coming out. Okay. Yeah. Um me and my friend John Monty, we like grew up together. We've been making skate videos since we were little kids and we were always like never content with anything but in the so like when i wrote that song it was kind of like all right like let me get out all the cheap shots like i feel like people will really like this song like it's like poppy talking about taylor ham being hung over you know like all the good <laughs> stuff and then he was like yeah let's just fucking like do this video like let's just like really push it so we spent like three months like storyboarding it and like coming up with like color schemes and having like hour-long phone conversations about it because he lives in new orleans um, then we like met this guy on Craigslist who like was coming down from New Hope to Atlantic City to let us use his car for the music video, and he was like it was funny because he wanted his his daughter's going to school for like music like music uh, music business, so he was like oh yeah this will be a good opportunity like she'll be on set for a real music video and he gets there just like me and my friend who had been up all night like <laughs> drinking and filming and she's there like smoking weed out of like a weed pen with her brother and like the dad just like trying to win the kids over like isn't this cool guys and they're like yeah whatever dad (laughs) but um yeah so we just made that video kind of like be like a people pleaser video we 
picked him I picked him up from the airport at like eleven thirty on a Friday night. We woke up Saturday morning, drove down to Atlantic City as soon as we woke up, like got to the hotel. We borrowed some lights from this kid Eric Bushnowski who like lives around here. Um borrowed lights from him, these like ten thousand dollar lights that oh, he wow. rent he like took out from some movie set he was working on. Just like rigged up the hotel room. Um filmed all night like ate Adderall and had to film it all night and then we woke up at like 7 a.m. the next day and just filmed the rest of the music video with that guy and his kids and <laughs> then we went home and on the car ride home we like had this crazy moment when we were listening to this song called Cut the Mozzarella it's like some crazy <laughs> techno song it's just like <laughs> Cut the Mozzarella <laughs> and we were just like fist bumping in my car like yeah we did it baby dude like, congratulations <laughs> that's awesome but let's play some of your songs right now. I definitely want to play Walkin' because it's my favorite John Cos song. Any other songs you'd like to play to highlight your music career or what's to come? Yeah, let's play a song that has not been released yet. Oh, uh, sick. About me being scared I'm going to get murdered every day. Okay, cool. Work. It, what's what's that song called? Uh, uh, the tentative title for it is Out in the Cat Skills. Oh, that is, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a place where you get murdered, well, possibly. I, yeah, I like, ha, my job's weird. I like work in upstate New York in the Catskills, and I, uh, sometimes I sleep up there, and it's like this really old house, and I'd been sleeping there for a month before my bosses told me that it was haunted. But I just, like, have to get drunk to be able to sleep there because I sleep on this air mattress there. And it's, like, just gets scary and weird, especially this time of the year because there's nobody else up there. Cool. Yeah. And let's play salt, pepper, ketchup, too. Okay. Because I feel like that's your – it represents your ethos. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Let's – uh. And maybe one more. What else? Lay it on me. We could play uh, two songs from Hags. Yeah. yeah. How about um, AAA? I love yeah, that one. That's, that's a good that's, one, too. That's my favorite song off that EP, I think. So we're and doing Walkin', AAA, the murdery one that's not released yet, and Salt Pepper Ketchup. Yeah. Let's. Yeah, we could do um, Alone from Salt Pepper Ketchup. Or no, actually, let's do Camilla, because that's a song that I feel like kind of got like. That was the song that Max reached out to me about, and like we became good friends through that song. So let's do that. Oh song. wow, very yeah. appropriate song too. Yeah. So here we're hitting you with a bunch of John Cos songs, and then we'll be back. We're talking about records after this. Here you go, all these John Cos songs in your face right now, in your ears too. Tied in my 
All right, we're back. We just heard some John Cos songs. We heard Walkin' AAA. What's the other one we heard? The the death one. The, the cat, new out in the cat out in the Catskills and a very nice song from your first record, Camilla. Camilla. Awesome, awesome songs. Is that your mother's name by any chance? No, it's uh, it's actually a song about uh, Camel Blue cigarettes. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's like. A song about how my dad doesn't know that I smoke, but yeah, he I was he didn't know I smoked for like twelve years. Oh wow! But I quit smoking like three or four months ago. Congratulations! Yeah, it's like really easy actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Keep it up. Keep it up. 2019. 2019. Smoke free year. Sig free. Sig free. Sig free. It sounds like Sig Siegfried and Rudd. Sig Freed and and Rudd. <laughs> Roy or whatever. All right, we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from a record collection, and we're going to play them and talk about them. First one, Jeffrey Lewis and Los Bo- Bolts, Manhattan. Great album, great pick. 
you had a lot of nice things to say about Jeffrey Lewis when we were looking through it. Yeah, Jeffrey Lewis is probably the biggest influence into why I started playing music or why I started writing music is because I just I heard his stuff and was like, oh my god, it it makes sense. Like it's so so accessible to like just write your own music, and that was kind of my first introduction to like true DIY ethos of just like yeah, anyone could do this. Just if you have a guitar and a means of recording, just do it. And uh, he became a really big influence for me. And I started emailing him. He would email me back sometimes. I like gave him one of my CDs at a show. He was super nice. Like sent me an email back, like of some songs it reminded him of and stuff. And I just always have appreciated everything about him because he's more than just a musician. Like I like his comic books a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say he's definitely multidisciplinary. So like. It, yeah, it kind of like was a really big wake up for me to be like, oh my god, like this is this is what I want to do. I want to be like this guy, and like even the way he writes songs is just like in such a literal sense. It's almost like a like the way he's capable of nitpicking the world is like a really interesting way of thinking that I I wish more people could write so like literally and so like. It's like literal and clever and just everything I really like about music. And but just like it, it's weird because it's so specific to him. But then you're like, oh, shit, I feel the same exact way. Yeah, yeah. we feel the same way. Which song would you like to hear? Um, I think we could go with support tours. I think that's like a very nice like uh, reminder to musicians to just like. Keep working at it. Yeah, you know? keep it. Keep on keeping on, musicians. Great pick. Great story behind it too. Yeah, you're doing the damn thing, man. This is what this program is all about, <laughs> Mr. Cazarelli. It's funny. I'm realizing I have a Jeffrey Lewis tattoo, and I also have an Elliot Smith tattoo. Oh wow! Was... Great segue into yeah. the next one, Elliot Smith XO. You can find tattoos related to the first two artists on John Cos's body, but you picked XO. XO. That's what the tattoo is. Yeah. XO. XO. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Elliot Smith, you know. Can't I, say I, enough. Yeah. I, I, I. It's like hard to start with where you would start with Elliot Smith. Um, I first heard of Elliot Smith in a skate video. And I was like 16, like heard Baby Britain and was like, oh my God, like who is this guy? I love that song. And then uh, I always forget, I didn't even realize that this was on that record. Yeah. So let's pick that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Elliot Smith was like, oh man, this guy's sad. Yeah. And uh, I think when I was learning to play songs, I always wanted to learn how to play his songs, but was really bad at playing them. But. He was also one of my, like, first influences. And it's like, you know, when you first start, or when I first started playing music out, it was, like, hard not to get compared to him because it's, like, a sad guy with a guitar. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Like, yeah, like, uh, I don't think I'm, like, anywhere, anything like Elliot Smith. Yeah. (laughs) It did not, when I heard your music, I didn't think of Elliot Smith, definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, he is, he's an influence in the way he went about doing music I yeah think. i yeah i just like would like sink into these wormholes of just like watching videos on him and obsessing over him and like i'm sure so many other 
musicians like feel the same yeah. way. Like the amount of people he's like touched or like inspired is probably insane. Oh yeah. Um, he when I think about him right now, I think he's probably one of the most influential of more of a modern musician. Now, yeah, you definitely. Know, more recent. Uh, it just seems like his influence is even little really, B. Yeah, like, like yeah. I think even little B is like referenced Elliot Smith as being one of his biggest influences. Yeah. It's like crazy. Um, yeah, my my dad didn't know who he was, and I always think it's weird they were born like I think two years apart from each other. I'm like, oh, that'd be crazy to wow. think my dad's the same age as Elliot Smith, but. Yeah, one year for my dad's birthday, I took him to go see the uh, documentary because it was screening. Oh wow! Uh, and he even he was like, "Wow, like this guy's beautiful." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I think uh, some book I read about him, they they were like talking about Heat Miser, and they were like, yeah. "Yeah, it was just hard to be in a band with Elliot because it was like Elliot was." Uh, Paul, John, and George, and we were all just Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so Baby Britain from XO, and then the final pick, the Velvet Underground and Nico. Uh, the great, Ripper. great record. Wow. Great pick. Tell me tell me about, you love Lou Reed, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it's... Um, I think I found out about Lou Reed kind of through Jeffrey Lewis, which is weird that yeah. I like was listening to Jeffrey Lewis before I was listening to Lou Reed because I don't know. That the, happens though. Like yeah. you discover influences of the people that you like listening to. Yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. You kind of could like work backwards, work backwards yeah. and like see where like his influences are. And it's like cool, you know, cause on Manhattan, the last song, the pigeon is like a rendition of Lou Reed's rendition of the Raven which is the, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you could just keep going back and back and back. And like, I don't know how many people were affected by, you know, this record changed the world. Yeah, it did, <laughs> like, it did like, really change the world. I, um, I think you, you like commented on my one Instagram about the Michael and Paroli. Oh yeah. Did that you whole read that thing, book? Thing. You know, I didn't, but uh, I do want to. Yeah. The book is really cool. And that at the, the very end of the book, he like has this little, uh, thing where he talks about, punk rock and uh how lou reed started punk rock and it's just like really uh i wish i wish i could like re recite it because it's gotta, just like a really 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 nice way of putting it and jeffrey lewis also has something of like the history of punk in the lower east side and he talks about like andy i'm not andy warhol uh lou reed and john kale and like how big of an influence they were on the scene and just like from when they switched from playing acoustic to electric yep. and just like, you know, all that good stuff. New York, 70s, 60s, punk. Incredible. And what song would you like to hear? Um, that is a hard question and the track list is not on here. Um, not heroin. Yeah, definitely not. Um, yep. Femme Fatale is a good one. Femme Fatale is a good one. Uh, let's go with uh, this is this is part of Andy Warhol's big artistic vision to not put the track list yeah. on the back just to trip me up. Let's go with uh, All Tomorrow's Party. Yeah, I love that song. You're the man, John Cos. <laughs> You're the man. So we're here. We're hearing John Cos's picks. 
<laughs> Jeffrey Lewis. The, the Lou, Lou Reed's my big influence, but let's pick the song that's... <laughs> Le- that's Nico's song, but that's a beautiful, that's beautiful a great song. song. Elliot Smith the, has a cover of that song. It's the, like a live the, the Feelies did this uh, Velvet Underground cover set at White Eagle Hall. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months, like last month, the month before, I can't remember. But they did a cover of All Tomorrow's Party is definitely the highlight. Oh, Brenda, really? the yeah. bass player, sang it. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go to that, but I, for- I forget why I didn't. Yeah, it's okay. Hopefully they'll do it again. Didn't you say Michael and Paroli was like briefly... He was in a Feelies-related project, uh, so uh, uh, the, within the Feelies universe, there's all these like associated bands that they would play in, and yeah. he was in a band, and he was the singer, and then they had Brenda, a Bre- Brenda, who is the bass player, then she became the singer of it. It's called Wild Carnation, but he was the original lead singer. It's so cool how like incestual like the New York art scene yeah, was. Absolutely. And he, I think in the interview where he mentioned it, that's what he talked about. He's like, it wasn't like everyone, actors or yeah, bands that, and stuff. People did different things. When I when I met him and went to like the, the reading, he was talking about that, how like back then, like all the actors were in bands yeah. and stuff. And like he went to some school f- like for acting, but it was like, yeah, they, w- they were doing everything back then, which is cool. Kind of how like things are. Yeah. Here sometimes, like, I feel like everybody's in the same band, which yeah. is cool. It's true. All right, here we go. Jeffrey Lewis, Elliot Smith, Velvet Underground, John Cos's Picks. I don't want to leave my home to do a tour with crummy pay, but if they make an offer to you, what you're really going to say? It's hard to play an empty room, it's hard to book a tour So you pray some bigger band might say that you can come support It might be a hassle, it's a tragedy, a parody But how you gonna haggle when you know it's only charity? It's iffy at 250 at the best But they know a thousand others who would do the tour for less You gotta understand the situations A band means having patience for the vast humiliations so you hit the open road and ate a lot of crazy gravel With good songs and decent merch, you always found a way to travel But you find the booking tours can be more trouble than it's worth Who'd see your unknown band when there's 10 million on the earth? So the bassist scans the web for any tour that gets announced on it If no support's confirmed, that's when you take a leap and pounce on it Drummers who are nice can turn cold-hearted So you can't return them home owning less money than they started The bassist has to grit his teeth and face it Pay to stay in a hotel, no way, it's work, not a vacation So after many sleazy years, you nearly have your own career And you can book a little tour, and you can pick where you appear Now you pick the tour support, so of course, like chicken pox Every band you ever met all pop up quick in your inbox And they want to know if there's support acts that are yet confirmed And so you make them awful offers, cause I guess it's just your turn I'm in it for the money, is that funny? I'm a working class musician with no funding in my country I'm thinking at my best when I get desperate, find a way to make it pay, cause it's my job, not an investment. The sweet and sour secret of the trade, you learn to squeeze in every way to turn the lemons lemonade. I gotta find a way to make it work till I just cut so many corners, I get dizzy from the circle. 
I don't wanna leave my home to do a tour with crummy pay But if they make an offer to you, what you really gonna say? Hi Jeffrey, nice to hear from you. Yes, we have avails April 11th through May 15th. The tour starts in Omaha. You would be the first act of three. The budget is 50 to 150 a night, but I'll see if I can up it a little in the major markets for you. But we can't have you on the bill in Portland, San Francisco, or Seattle because you were just out there last month. Let us know ASAP because we're announcing tomorrow. Oh, terrible offer. Let me think about it. Yes.
Rags and 
All right, you just heard John Codz's picks. They were dope. They're amazing. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the program. I really wanted to thank you, John Codz, for coming over, having fun with me, hanging out. Thanks for inviting me. It's my um, pleasure. I'm a big fan. I it's funny because uh, uh, like I think the week before you asked me, I was saying to Max like I was like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna uh, go to this show because I have a feeling Tom Gallo will be there and like I'll like plant. I was like I'll plant the idea <laughs> just had to like get me on his podcast and then. He was like, I could just ask him. We went to high school with each other. I was like, no, like I don't, I don't want to do that. And then, um, yeah, I think it was at the Joy Cleaner show at Lo-Fi that you were like, let me buy you a beer. I was like, do you want to yeah. be on my podcast? I was like, Max, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Big John Codds fan. Walking is my walking jam. <laughs> I'm glad we played that song. So tell me, 2019, new record. That's what people can expect. In the next year, anything else on the agenda that you want to share? Um, the I just am working on making my live set more interactive. More each show is something different. And last year, I like found out who Andy Kaufman was, and that kind of yeah, just like, changed yeah, yeah. my whole like worldview. Oh, so like, I'm just trying to embrace that more and figure out how to like do that that's incredible and where can everyone find your music right now bandcamp yeah you know know, like the standards bandcamp spotify spotify uh, streaming yeah not soundcloud i don't know whatever sniffling indie kids puts it on cool so sniffling indie kids dot com probably yeah yeah you could go there and johncoz.bandcamp.com yes yes and spotify search john coz Hags and salt, pepper, ketchup are both on there. I can confirm because I'm looking at that shit right now, <laughs> yo. But let's uh, let's send everyone off with one last John Cause song to close the program. You want to do another Hag song? Maybe Summer Kid, Pink or Green? Yeah, let's do let's do uh, Summer Kid. All right, we're sending you off with Summer Kid by my guest John Cause. Thanks again, John. It's Thank a pleasure, you. and we're looking forward to hearing new music from you in 2019. But right now, we're hearing Summer Kid off of Hags. By the way, did you do the cover art on this? No, my friend Sam Cardelfi did, who also did, you know that band, Yuck? Oh, wow, yeah. I think he did, like, two of their album covers. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, like, in my head, it was, like, a plan. Like, I was, like, oh, yeah, everyone will see this to be, like, oh, this is the Yuck album cover. But nobody's ever, like. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't put that together. (laughs) But now that you have that in my head, I'm, like, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's really talented. And super nice. We used to skateboard together when we were younger. Shout out to him. And we got on a bit of a tangent, but as I was about to end the episode. <laughs> so let me just end it again. That's what this is all about, though. Ending it's all it. about whatever happens, happens on this podcast. Freeform and stuff. Okay. Here we go. From Hags. Summer Kid. We'll see you next time.
するな。